Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi everyone, welcome, is that good enough? I never know when I start these things. Welcome to a brand new episode of Good Game, Nice Try. Uh, my name is Aaron Blair, and I'm here with Sonia Reed, as always. Did you have to think about both of those? Well, I was just, I was just thinking about, you know what I was thinking about? How, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably not the first episode you've ever listened to, but if it is, welcome. But if it's not, we introduce ourselves every time and you just uh-huh. feel like every like every time you see a friend, I think of our podcast listeners as our friends. Yeah, we're we're greeting our friends every Friday. I'm just saying it's weird because here's the thing I always struggle with. I need everybody to like me. As you both know, anytime we've ever gone out to eat or spoken to anyone, I always have to make a joke. I always have to have people like me. That's why, like, again, I feel like whenever I play a game, I'm always, like, a good guy. I can never be a bad guy. I can never be a villain because I need people to like me, which, if I could say so, is a perfect segue into today's episode. See what I did there? Look at that. But I will say, there are likable villains. There are, right? I agree. Yeah. So I'm very excited because obviously we have John Carlo Esposito on the show today, and he plays some of my favorite villains I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But I think a really great thing I read about a villain is all villains think they're right. Mm-hmm. You know, the best villains believe that they are right, and that is why they are acting the way they do. And yeah, the worst villains are the likable ones because you mm-hmm. want to like them, right? Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. You know? So what are, so when we think about like villains, especially video games, mm-hmm. like who do you think, who are some great villains that come to mind? The first villain that I thought of, and you know, granted, I'm going to go into this saying that maybe that they're not the most likable. So I will preface it with that. But the first villain that I thought of that I, I love as a character and maybe not the first one people would think of, but, Gladys from Portal. Oh, yeah. I love her. She's just, it's so like just bitter and dry and just super sarcastic. And it's just dark, but it's good. I don't know. She's just. I, I, I love Gladys. And, and I think one of the things like we talk about like villains being misunderstood or what, like Gladys is ostensibly a training program who is been abandoned and left to rot in this under, you know, underground facility and is angry about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, so in many ways, Gladys is like a prisoner who's lashing out, a a prisoner who's been wrongfully imprisoned, who's lashing out. And obviously not the best way to handle things by trying to murder everybody. You know, I I could see it. I'd be pissed. Yeah. If I was just like hyper intelligence. 
So she's under, you, you understand her. You get you get her issue. You get why she's angry, but you still don't like her very much. No. Well, she yeah, she's a, a terrible. <laughs> but Portal's an interesting game because, you know, I, I think that, again, all heroes are only as good as their villains. Like Batman is fine, but what makes Batman great is he's got the Joker. He's got all these other villains, Scarecrow, around him. And so... Portal's interesting because, like, we're the hero, or Chell, I guess, is the hero, mm-hmm. but we don't really know anything about the hero. And so Gladys is such a great villain, but then who's the hero, really? And that's kind of the interesting thing. I mean, everybody's a hero of their own journey. Okay, well done, so... well done. Chicken Soup for the Soul, starring Sonia Reed. No, I get it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's true. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, like, Jen, who do you think of when you think of great video game villains? Who comes to mind? I thought of the more wholesome route, um, just like in terms of likable villains, that really struck a chord with me. And going along with the villain makes the hero, I think Mario would be nothing without Bowser. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Great. He, I like Bowser better than Mario. I ah. root for Bowser a lot of the time. Well, there's that theory. You know the theory that- <laughs> What's the theory? That Mario is actually evil and Bowser and Peach got married and he's trying to break them up. I believe that. I'm in. Honestly, yeah. I'm in. I can see that. I get it. Jen, you you wasted no time jumping on that that fan theory. I it makes sense. It just yeah. makes sense. Bowser's likable, and he just tries and tries so hard. He never gives up. And Mario, I don't know, something about him rubs me the wrong way. I know. I think that if Peach really wanted to escape, if she really wanted to get away from Bowser, I think she could handle her own. I think she's there for a I reason. Agree. You know. I agree. The plot of every Mario game. Peach, like I feel like Peach is purposely getting captured. <laughs> oh no! She wants to oh, be with Bowser. Oh, again! And here comes the plumber. <laughs> I talk about not giving Peach any credit. We don't think that she could kick Bowser's ass if she wanted to. She totally she totally. could do it herself. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. I totally agree. Hundred percent. Mario's just like too clingy. Yeah. 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 I. You know. I, I thought that. You know. Red Dead Redemption. I thought was interesting because you know the first one. You're John Marston. And, uh, you know, in the second one, it's it's a prequel. And so you kind of, you're playing Arthur Morgan and jo- John Marston is another character, but you get to see the bad guy of the first one in the mm-hmm. second one because he's part of the gang. He's running your gang. So you really get to see, you know, like this guy Dutch is kind of the bad guy and you kind of see like why he acts the way he does and it really fleshes him out, which I, which I think is, I don't know. It's yeah, it's interesting. I like a, a fleshed out multi. A good villain origin story is always a good thing. Mm. It's true. Is there a Bowser origin story? I was going to ask what it does. Bowser hit some hard times. What's his tragedy? Uh, There has to be something. I really, what is his deal? Actually, I don't think I know anything about (laughs) Bowser's origin story. Is he just trying to keep Peach to himself? I'll do some digging. Yeah, please. We need, you know what we need is like uh, high school age Bowser to see like where it all went wrong. Wouldn't that be great? Like a game. Oh, and I bet he was bullied. Yeah. Right. He was picked last for the soccer team. And, and maybe, he was like kind of scrawny. So that's why now he's now like super, super buff, buff because he just wants to <gasps> prove them all wrong. Right. Like he literally put armor on him, emotional armor on himself and spikes wow. so he can't be hugged. <gasps> oh, wow. wow. And now he got the girl and this plumber is trying to just ruin all of it. Ugh. What the oh hell? Oh my Typical. God. We put it together. We've unearthed something here. Guys, you know what? Bowser's origin story. I think I'm team Bowser. Yeah. Yep. 
I think we're all Team Bowser, guys. This is now a certified Team Bowser podcast. I just (laughs) want everybody to know. Oh, my God. Jen, I think you just, like, cracked the code on Bowser. That's what I'm here for. Good God. I think about it a lot. I think about Bowser a lot. (laughs) Well, I got to say, you know, again, like, I I think the best villains – are, are, you know, have have tragedy within them. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, Giancarlo Esposito is playing Anton Castillo, mm-hmm. this, dic- this brutal dictator in Far Cry 6. And, you know, they sent us a bunch of really cool stuff to to watch uh, for, for Far Cry 6. And it's really interesting because, so he's the dictator of this country and there's a great scene where he's talking to his son. Anton Castillo is talking to his son about like being a leader and the people and and what you have to do to maintain power. And he thinks Castillo thinks he's doing the right thing Mm -hmm. by leading Mm -hmm. this country. Again, like the best villains think they're right. And his father was a dictator as well. So it's a really cool multi-faceted role. And I I don't think they could have picked somebody better than uh, John Carla for this role. I mean, it's awesome. It's Absolutely. Awesome. And we, we've said it before, but there's not another series that does villains like Far Cry. Yeah. Agreed. So this is such a perfect role, the perfect game, the perfect person. I cannot wait to get into it. Absolutely. So let's get into it. You know, like I said before, our guest today is no stranger to uh, great villainous roles. He plays Moff Gideon in The Mandalorian, which is fantastic. Stan Edgar in The Boys, which is uh, incredible. And of mm. course, He played Gus Fring in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, which is uh, iconic. Now he plays dictator Anton Castillo in Far Cry 6, which is available right now and looks fantastic. We had a blast chatting with the one, the only, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, so, John Carlo, thank you so much for being here. We are absolutely gigantic fans, and you have such a long and storied career doing everything. Stage, uh, movies, TV, you're doing it all. So when Far Cry 6 and the role of Anton Castillo came across your desk, what drew you to this project? Video games. You know, like I'm an actor who, who's, I'm, I'm a little kid who's a grown up actor who's still in wonder and enthusiastic about being able to play in different arenas. And what really drew me in was the the, the storyline of this was so comprehensive and the writing was so good uh, by um, Navid uh, Kavari that I thought, you know, I should be a part of this as long as they don't want me to play Gus Frank. <laughs> you know, what I mean? right. You know, what I mean? as long as they don't, they don't want me to be just that typical bad guy. And I said, well, that's up to you. They're, they're going to want to have some pieces of a guy who controls the chaos, who's calm enough to take power and control and be manipulative in a very gracious way. And so when I linked up all the pieces of this and the new things I would have the opportunity to play, I went, I'm all in. You know, I went and played one day. We read the script and when I um, real and only a few scenes and they filmed a few scenes. And I was concerned and wanted to know more about this relationship that he has with his son, Diego. And I went, Mm -hmm. wow. okay, now I get a chance to be a parent. What of all the other villainous bad guys um, with a good idea? What 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 have they not had? And it's they haven't been a parent. So what is it about Anton and this relationship with Diego that would allow him to realize that his world is changing? Yada, 
is changing this open world of video game that is so inclusive of its audience is somehow new and different as well. And so all of these things piqued my interest and attention. I wanted to learn more about video games. I went, I'm all in, not realizing that I would be doing a piece and rehearsing it in a way that was just so very much the theater of what a video game is. And it allowed me to be present, to get beyond the physical elements that are in my way, the helmet, the cameras, the this, the suit, too hot, the markers, all that stuff. I went, Giancarlo, first day I was terrified, dude. Uh, Oh, I was terrified. Sonia, it was like, how will I do this? They're never going to see me. I said, well, they're not going to see you. They're recording you to see you, to make you. So what, you know, like, get with the program, dude. Just do what you do and pretend none of that stuff is around, like those headsets, which always bother me because they're cups on your ears and they provide pressure, right? Unless it's adjusted at the right place. It was like that. It's uncomfortable. Forget it. It's not there. You're Anton. You're powerful. You're a dictator. Save your country. It's like Tom Hardy and Bane. You've got the, the whole stuff. It's for, you know. huge. And yeah, you know, the. Touching on the, the physical aspect of it, we've had uh, previous conversations with, um, you know, other people in the video game industry who have done similar mocap, you know, particularly the cast of The Last of Us 2, and just the difficulty in emotional scenes, trying to play that out and act that out when you've got this gigantic, you know, the ear cups, this thing in front of your face and everything. <laughs> how, how, how was that? Well, okay, so um, you're going to grab the cigar and the cigar is gonna be kind of green. It's not gonna be, right? And then you have to smoke the cigar, but you're not gonna put it to your lips. You're gonna put it to your throat. Like, what the, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you're gonna make that look natural. And I said, what, what does it look like? It looks like you're smoking with your lips. How could that look like? I'm <laughs> it looks like I got a tracheotomy and I'm sucking through my throat, dude. But it doesn't, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, you got to think differently. It's like I ride fast motorcycles and they tell me, okay, you got to go toward the ground. Now, who is going to ride a bicycle or a fast motorcycle and lean their body toward the ground? It is Uh not natural. You know, you're not going to do it. And and when I started to take the motorcycle course, they said, just lean it over and hit the gas. A nurse is going to take you around. You're freaking out. Just do it. It's sort of that kind of feeling. It's everything that's counterintuitive of everything you've learned or ever done. And so I was like a kid in a candy store going, how do you do that? How does it look like that? What do you, blah, 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 you know? And so for me, it allowed me to know that I'm still, in order for us to live and, and live life to our fullest and really be uh, live up to our fullest potential and re- really be excited and enthused by our lives, it's to be inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you care about people, you want to know about them. You start asking questions about their process, how they think, what they do. Like, I'm checking you out, man. I like your I like your place there. I like the colors behind thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I like the way Sonia looks like she's in a freaking movie, the pink and the blue, the lighting. The gamer lighting. <laughs> and <laughs> All intimate and nice. And I don't you know, know if I mean? you can see it. Uh, Aaron is kind of hiding the, the prime art piece in oh. his entire apartment right here. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I work at Conan. And when I first started, there was a bit we did on our show where he cut my hair on the air, and then I had to bust out of a photo of myself, the before. So this is a, a nine foot tall picture of my face from the show. And you had the nerve to put that up in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's it, it scares people for sure. I, I, I've, I, so I, you know, it's interesting. We talk about you being, you know, in this mocap suit and the lights and the helmet and all this other stuff. And and you know, one thing I I, I really admire about uh, some of the more recent work you've done with Gus Fring and Stan Edgar and and Moff Gideon are, you know, they say a silence is louder than a shout. And, and you've got these moments, and I think about especially the boys last season, this great moment with your character and Tony Starr's character, Homelander, it's like a play. And there was a great scene we saw in Far Cry 6 with your character, Anton Castillo, and his son, uh, played by, I think, Anthony Gonzalez, and where there, he's holding a grenade, and Castillo is saying to him, this is what it's like to be a dictator. You know, here's a grenade. Here are the pieces of a grenade. Here are the pieces of our country and being a dictator and kind of trying to pass the torch to his son. Uh, and obviously Castillo's de- father was the dictator also. How are you, as an actor, able to find the silence and the this, these powerful moments when you are have a camera with lights and uh, and a helmet and all this stuff and a leotard. You know, you've been on the Conan show many times and you, you, one of your uh, more recent appearances, you said for Gus Fring, you would get into character for, you would get into costume wardrobe for rehearsal. And that's how you kind of connected with Gus and you would always kind of rehearse. So there is no wardrobe for Castillo. So how are you finding this power, this silence with all this stuff on your head? And how are you finding this character in a leotard with colored dots on it? How are you doing it? Dude, I had to get around my little belly that I had when I went up there. I went like, oh, that was my major issue. was like, damn, this stuff is so tight. You see every part of my fat. You know, I was like, you know, I, I, I tell you, how did I do it? I, I really, you know, it's a great, great question because I, that was the most thing that nerve wracking thing about the whole deal was that I had to go back to imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, when we we're kids, we sit in the corner with a coloring book or a comic book. We didn't have TV or phones. We would babble. I would babble as a kid. You'd Oh, you'd talk to people who weren't there. Right. You know, you'd create yeah. your friends. That's my best friend over there. Your mother come in. Who? where they think, <laughs> oh, we need to call the psychiatrist. No, you know what I mean? You're creating your own world. And to me, that's what we do as actors. But I realized what I do and how did I find the silence? That's what I do. Breathe, look, listen, as well as you speak. Leave space, which I don't do so much in my life because, you know, I like that fun too. And we're having some fun here. But leave that time. Time creates an essence of the journey. Not only for me as the actor, but also for the audience. And, you know, here's another interesting thing I I really love about, you know, uh, Castillo. And I'm so excited. We're so pumped to play this game. It looks beautiful. By the way, you look, your character looks great. A red, red shirt, white jacket, looking good. Castillo's looking good. So no fat. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, you know, I I think the greatest villains um, and, 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 you know, you, you do this so, so well as an actor, the greatest villains, you have empathy for them. You, you have, I mean, you think about, you know, Kurtz and Apocalypse Now, or think about Darth Vader, you know, this tragic character, Gus Fring, amazing, tragic, you know, where is, where did you find the empathy or the, the, the tragic streak in Anton Castillo here, this dictator of, of Yara and this whole thing? I mean, he seems like a pretty ruthless guy, but, you know, I, I think the best 
the best villains, there's there's a kind of empathy or tragic streak there. Where did where did you connect with him? I find it's in the vulnerability of Anton comes from the journey he's taken in the past. He's someone who didn't have access to take over the initial dictatorship from his father. The country we created a history and and so great about the writing to create a history that happened before before you're even in the game is that he his father was a dictator and that he um, was pushed aside after his father was killed and the country was taken over by, over by other people. Right. So then you have a situation where I'm the king, but not on the throne. Mm. And then he comes to a point where he does get back in power. And then he has an altruistic view of what the country should be because his country is being pushed up on by all these other countries around him. We can draw correlations to Uganda and many other countries where we have such great natural resources, but no way to get at them. If we could get those resources out of the country, then we could actually uh, prosper without allowing the commercialization of other nations to come and take us over. So he has a sense of vision of what he wants for his people. His vulnerability is a journey he takes. You'll see in the game that he goes on a journey in that his son doesn't agree with him. His son is, is cultivating a relationship with the, the rebels and feels for poor people and feels for the people that Anton has abused be in indentured servitude to serve the resource of the country to be able to save the country. So there's that misconnect and you go, oh, there's a guy who does have a vision for something other than just wanting to take the money and suck the country dry. So you start to connect. So where do you get in touch with his vulnerability? It's in the misdirect and misconnection of his son. Now you mentioned scene that grenade, he explains it. He explains the pin, this is this, this is this. It's all an analogy of his country. And what you have to do, even if you don't want to, it'll create, is that you have to think about the bigger overall picture. So you start to feel, and his son is like, oh, I don't really know if that's <laughs> right, Papa. It reminds me when I chased my daughter's dog, we went out for dinner, the dog ate the door jam. The freaking dog <laughs> ate the door, ate the wood. And I came home and I went, where's the pen? Give me some rolled up paper. And my daughter said, what? I said, give me some rolled up paper. And I chased, my my daughter got in the way. It was a harrowing, traumatic experience that happened 20 years ago. Or, yeah, she's 20 now. Maybe it happened 10 years ago. And she's blocking me. I chased that dog all over the house. She just started crying. I started crying. She said, why, why does violence solve everything? Why? Oh. And it woke me up. I was in tears. I threw the paper away and I looked at her and I wanted to say, heal your dog. Get your boy in line. <laughs> but, but, but I couldn't because I, I just went, okay, she woke you up. But it made me think about what I've learned. And so you're going to feel empathy for, for Anton. He learned from his parents. He learned from seeing. He learned from injustice. He was put down. He was put in jail. He felt the pain of that. And so my point is that we feel things through our experiential um, experience of each other. And this game, you're in the experience. Yeah. You can change the course of the game. You can feel the courage, the power, the bravery the astute nature of your intelligence working to figure out which route to take to get Anton. And if you're good enough and smart enough, you may even win.
Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. There's clearly so many elements and so many experiences and so much behind Anton. What did you do in preparation for it? Where'd you draw inspiration, especially being a father of four daughters? I thought about my father a bit. He was a, um, a very strong personality. I thought about his faults, which I forgive him for. Um, I realize now that the gift of your time is the greatest gift you could ever give any human being. Yes. That, you know, I, I put that into action in my life now with my children because I'm busy all over the place, but I realize they need my presence. So we learn. And in this game, what was my inspiration? I started to think about my dad, his mistakes. I started to think about leadership and how power corrupts, yeah. right? How power Absolutely. corrupts. In, and I remember seeing Ceausescu and his wife, Elena, get shot on that wall. It was brutal or horrible and awful. I went you know, to Romania and I went, I had to go to their graves and they buried them. They disrespected them, put one over there, one over there. Probably all correct for what they did to the people or all that stuff, but they were human beings too. It was the yeah. power that corrupted them. And so that was my education. Look at history. Ooh. Look at all these different leaders who thought that they could guide to begin and then did something reprehensible. So I went to some dark places in my discovery of Anton and the justification of who he is and why he wants to be that. And so fear is a cripple. You know, when you're in fear, you're, you're fearing that there's not enough for you and you think more about building up the war chest so you have something to fall back on. And that's a killer. And we're yeah. educated by our, our media, by our, um, our films and television. We, we learn untruths that we have to relearn to be real again. Again, like how amazing is it? Like we love, on this podcast, a lot, we talk a lot about video games as an art form. And we talk about, you know, one thing, I, I didn't make this up, but somebody said, which I love is, Video games now are where films were like in the 30s. They're just starting to come into their own. And listening to you talk about the, these incredibly complex and, and tragic but beautiful relationships about, you know, parents and their children and, 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 and these mistakes that were made and, and time being the ultimate currency that we're spending and, and these kinds of things. How amazing and beautiful that uh, those kinds of issues can be expressed in a video game. And in a way, like you're saying, Giancarlo, where we get to be in it. It's, it's a proactive form of entertainment. What was it that kind of surprised you about uh, uh, just the process of, it could be acting, could be technically, about 
being in this game and 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 kind of making being a part of this beautiful piece of art that is Far Cry Six. What surprised you, uh, you know, from your past work to now? I think what's really surprised me is the fluidity of with which I, I have been created, and then realizing that my voice in our original is me. It has the nuanced texture that it does. But what surprised me that the story is so deep. I mean, it's about like, really, what is, what is, what is your problem, dude? Well, I, I'm living my past. Like Anton has all of this very traumatic things that happened to him in his life. And I can think about my life and I think about if I focus on the trauma, I'm a basket case. But if I focus on what that, what I've learned from that and who I've become and what hurdles I still have in front of me. Um, to actually practice what I preach and be completely myself, you know, I'm an actor. So I learned early on to be a people pleaser person and to tell people what they like to hear, even if it didn't, I didn't really feel it. And it, through acting, I've learned that you have to feel it. And so what really surprised me about this game is that I really feel both sides. And that is an accomplishment. Like to feel like when I first saw the pro the the protagonist, um, right? I'm the antagonist, right? Yeah, the protagonist, Danny. I well, in your in in your in your mind, you're the pro Castillo yeah, is exactly. the protagonist. Yeah, I get confused mind. because right. I'm, you know, yeah, right. It's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I saw Danny, I went. That point of view is so passionate and so valid, as passionate and as valid as Anton's, and that voice is speaking for the people, even though Anton thinks he is. So for me, it was the depth of the story combined with the in incredible visual that they've created that allows you to be in it is the learning process of the game. And I think people are going to, people are going to make mistakes and they're going to be slain early and we got to start over again. And they're going to, right. And, and they're going to finally make the right moves that allow them to be in a position of power. But what happens after you become that powerful? Right. Same thing as what happens to Anton, very possibly. Unless you're for the we and the us and you delete the I and the me. Now, what is that? That's the slaying of the ego. It's so mythological. And so beautiful, because if you can slay that ego, you can just be. You're not haunted by the mind that's telling you, get more, get more. You want more, take more. <laughs> so grant me grant me all my wishes, shatter all my dreams. Uh, yeah, exactly. There we go. There, there we, we go. go. Um, we are almost out of time, but we love to end every interview. We normally end with, we ask our, our guest, the best and the worst of something. But I think for you, we would love to know in terms, you know, the, these past few roles you've, you've been playing are such great villains. Who in your mind, in all of pop culture, is the best villain? Wow. You know, okay. Um, yeah, who is the best villain? Who is the best villain? Paul Robeson, Emperor Jones. Now take that and eat that one, Aaron. Okay. Nice. Emperor Jones, I got to say, the power of someone who's on one side, who switches to the other, who's, who's enslaved and then becomes the slave master with brute force and kindness and grace, it's frightening. And then finds their ultimate demise, 
Paul Robeson, Emperor Jones, lovely. And you, cause you mentioned films of the thirties and video games yeah. that come into films. You're so astute and so smart. Both of you, I love you. I want to be you. I want your brain. There's nothing up here. Yeah. Nothing up here. It's all, it's <laughs> how <laughs> there. Nothing. There's nothing. Right. Paul Robeson, Emperor Jones. I'm, I'm going to go with that one because it's obscure. People will look it up and they'll, they'll see and understand. He got a lot of flack for playing that role. He, it really hurt him in so many ways when he, he did it for, anyway, there's a whole history behind it, but it's kind of harrowing and it's a very simple story. And I think if people look it up, they, they'd understand what I'm, what I mean. I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, I have to say as a, as a last quick note, I would love to see you as a Bond, your take on a Bond villain movie. Oh, Chef's kiss. incredible. What, what would be just very quickly, if you, you know, they all have their weird, you know, uh, Petting the cat or the diamonds in the what would be your weird tick? Your would you grow tomatoes? What would you be? I do grow tomatoes. (laughs) It's so funny because I'm Italian. I grow tomatoes and I don't even eat them. They got too much root in them. There we go. Maybe it's maybe it's you, uh, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. Like stirring. I think it's stirring tomatoes. Taste my sauce. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. John Carlo, thank you so much. Of course, Far Cry 6 is available right now. Go out and play it. We're gonna play it. It looks Mm -hmm. amazing. Can't wait. So much fun with you guys. So in gratitude to have this ball of a time, a blast of a time. And thanks for having me. I hope to see you again soon. Wow, that was so, man, John Carlo Esposito, that was great. And the villain he mentioned, the Emperor Jones, I'm gonna have to check that movie out. I think it's from 1933. The Emperor, wow. sounds amazing. If he, and, if, and if John Carlo Esposito is saying that's who he thinks is the best villain, because I think John Carlo Esposito has played some of the best villains. So I'm gonna have to give that uh, movie a watch. It's gotta be top of the top. I know, but it's it's so cool how Giancarlo was just like the friendliest, oh nicest my gosh. guy. Yeah, again, for somebody who, you know, embodies characters like like Gus Fring. Oh my God. Fully imagining Gus Fring and then going, going into talking to him. And he's just like so smiley and so happy and so joyful. Uh, it's beautiful. Acting, baby. I know it's going to be fun to play Far Cry Six and then and see Anton <laughs> Castillo, but then also like remember Giancarlo being hilarious. He's just the biggest sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks to Giancarlo for joining us. Of course, Far Cry Six is available right now, and we're going to give away some free game codes. Woo! Woohoo! Whoop whoop! So be sure to follow at Good Game Nice Try on Twitter for more information on how to get a free copy of Far Cry Six. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. It's a good way to kick off a Friday. So at Good Game, nice try. Check it out and get yourself some goodies. And we're going to take a quick break. Don't leave. We're going to be right back. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. All right, welcome back. So, a few weeks ago, 
we decided to start our very own game book club. So, you know, it's a book club, but games. So it's game, you know. It, it works. It's not rocket science. It I'm works. gonna do a theme song. Game book club. I watched Jen's face that entire little ditty that you did, and it that was good. <laughs> I almost started doing the McDonald's theme song, and I had to stop myself. <laughs> You're oh, like, I don't yeah. know if we can use that one. Legally, we're not allowed. <laughs> Fair enough. So, with our game book club, we decided to take to Twitter. We put out a poll, and we wanted to get a consensus of what what are you guys interested in. If you want to join us and play a play a game together in our little game book club, what would it be? So, it was between Bioshock Infinite. Life is Strange, and Raptor Boyfriend, which all are very similar, similar <laughs> games, uh, similar genres. Uh, and now we have a result. Are you ready? What we're going to dive into over the next little bit? Drum, Drum roll. roll. We are going to be playing <laughs> Bioshock Infinite. Yay! Yay! So, Blay, I know that you've had you have had a playthrough of it. Jen yes. and I have not played it, and even though I am so in love with the Bioshock series, um, and I've played pretty much all of them except for Infinite, so uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. I I think that um, yeah, and I was just about to. It's funny because I was just about to start a replay of Bioshock Infinite on my Twitch. You know, I, I Twitch every mm-hmm. night, so we're just about to start. So this will work out perfectly for fans to play with us uh, and for you guys to all, for us all to play together. I, I'm excited to see what you guys think, first of all, because, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, uh, but Bioshock Infinite, while it's part of the Bioshock universe and all these things, does go in a different direction. And totally so I'm, different. I'm, I'm very anxious to see what you guys think. So, yeah, this is my first Bioshock game. So is this okay that I'm just jumping Yeah, honestly, this is going to be really cool because we're all going to have completely different, like, toes dipped in in different areas. Like, Blay has, uh, you've played all of them, right? Yes. So Blay has played all of them. Uh, I have played all of them except for Infinite, and you have played none of them. None. So this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. And our pal Troy Baker plays the main character, Booker DeWitt. Yes. Which nice. is fantastic. So we'll have to have him back at some point to, to comment on Game Book Club for sure. Yes. But yeah, I'm, I'm very pumped. And I have to say, and I don't, again, I, I don't want to build things up too much, but I absolutely love this game. And I thought they just did such a trick of keeping it to the spirit of what Bioshock is, hmm. but making it also completely different and making it and evolving it which is cool. So Jen, if you decide after Bioshock Infinite to go back and play the first two. Oh, you're I in think, for a treat. I think it's going to be really interesting to see because yeah. it does have the same spirit and and it's very Well, that's fun. What, what I did. I played Uncharted 4 first and then I went Whoa. back. I'm in the middle of, I played one and now I'm in the middle of two. Okay. And it is interesting how they're similar but different cool. yeah so yeah cool. and i think and kind of and and similar to uncharted what i love about bioshock is it does have these really great set pieces the story mm-hmm. is fantastic the art direction is immaculate but there's also some very fun set pieces in there so i'm excited, excited i'm very excited I'm gonna start tonight i love it uh great choice fans yes. great choice well done well done this is going to be 
really, really exciting. And a fun experiment for us to play through a game all together. We've never done yeah. this. So I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm excited because it's been, we've been doing this for a minute and we haven't had a chance to play something all together. So I'm super excited for our little game book club. Me too. And again, I hope you guys get to play along with us. And if you want to share your thoughts, share your journey, anything like that, at Good Game, nice try on Twitter. I'd love to hear it. That's right. And so that's going to do it for this week. Uh, of course, if you want us to prescribe you a video game or if you have a recommendation of a game you think we should play, tweet at us using the hashtag GGNT or include it in a review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll discuss it on the air. And of course, like Sonia said, keep us up to date on your Bioshock Infinite playing. And we'll see y'all next week. Good Game Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton, with engineering and sound design by Chester Guazda. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Brick Kahn. Special thanks to Lisa Berm. Music by, of course, the one and only John Tannen. This has been a Team Coco production. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.